Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I'm joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? It's going great. It's good, boys. It's going great. And we are joined with a very special guest today, and this is a long intro because there's a lot of accolades uh, that he's got. He was born in Leominster, Massachusetts, Grew up in Glendale, Arizona. He's a former Nebraska Cornhusker, consensus All-American, <laughs> 19th overall pick in the 2011 draft, Super Bowl 46 champion, and former Bears cornerback. Welcome to the show, Prince Amukamara. How's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. So with Prince today, we're going to be talking about everything Bears, what's next in the future for him, and uh, it should be a good one, so be sure to tune in. Prince, I don't think there's anywhere better to start than here. While I was doing research on you, I actually dug up that your mom competed in the Olympics for Nigeria in 1984. How much of an impact did she have uh, in your athletic career growing up? Yeah, it's funny. My parents always uh, argued where, where me and five of my sisters got our athletic ability from. And um and then that's when we found out that my mom uh, ran the, ran in the Olympic trials for Nigeria. So it looks like it's her. And plus, she's like five nine, long legs, and my dad's Ooh. like five four and pretty stubby. <laughs> so, um, so it makes sense. But yeah, she's. I think we got our competitive nature from her. Also, like she always wants to win, and um, we had that same drive. That's awesome. Um, you studied political science while a student at the University of Nebraska and it earned a degree in sociology in 2010. How important were academics for you while growing up? And as a student athlete, what did you want to do after your playing days? Yeah, so in, in Nigerian families, uh, that's all they care about is is uh, education. So they, didn't, so they didn't really care that I got a full-ride scholarship for football. They just really <laughs> wanted me to... Um, <laughs> To, to graduate and it's funny like you, you mentioned political science so I, I wanted to become a lawyer because my mom said that I like to argue a lot so <laughs> I should go into, into that field and uh, I remember going into my senior year and I'm sure you guys know who Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay oh yeah who they are but they like so they had me on their big board and I was thinking like oh wow I can Do like this. I'm gonna yeah. make it I'm gonna make it to the league so I switched my major to sociology because it was a easier major for me to, to, to graduate. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so staying on your childhood, you moved around quite a bit, uh, growing up, you were born in Massachusetts, then moved to Glendale, Arizona, which is the home of the Arizona Cardinals. So, uh, based on that, what NFL team did you grow up with for? Yeah. So I think, um, out here, the jerseys that I remember having were like, Guys like uh, Jerry Rice and Garrison Hurst. Oh, so man. I, I think I was a I was a 49ers fan, but when I would um when I would play backyard football and like our backyard football here in Arizona was like just tackle football with no pads Ooh. and stuff, no gear. Yeah. So guys would call. I mean, the older kids would call me like Barry Sanders because of like my jukes and and stuff Sweet. like that. So yeah, so I played I played running back and offense in high school all the way up until um, Nebraska. Cool. So you were a part of a Super Bowl championship team in 2012 with the Giants. What was it like playing in a game on that big of a stage against someone who arguably is the GOAT in Tom Brady? And how rewarding was it to win that game? 
Yeah, dude. So it's um, I mean, that whole year was sur- surreal. I mean, it was my rookie year. Uh, I broke my foot the second day of practice. I didn't get to play in my first game until um, until the tenth week, and then the first play of my first game, I get a pick on Deshaun Jackson. Vince it was Young. Vince Young throwing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, Vince Young threw it to him, and then and then a co- and then I'm thinking, wow, it's gonna be like this like every week and it, yeah. it obviously it obviously wasn't I ended up getting benched later that year and then I started subbing in for a guy named Aaron Ross um and he would always get cramps and stuff like that so I find I find myself like starting the second half um of the Super Bowl against the Patriots Sweet. and like and it's funny because like I was watching the Aaron Hernandez documentary yeah and, i mean they should they showed his clips of when he was in the super Bowl, like when he played us and i think i saw myself in there which was um <laughs> which was which which was crazy but like when i got on the field i'm thinking wow like tom is gonna like he smells blood he's gonna throw the ball at me every every chance he, he gets and um and he and he did it and so they came it came it came down to like the last play and it was a hail mary, and Tom threw it up, and Gronk almost had it, but Antrell roll our safety um, knocked it out of his hands, and yeah, we won. It was, yeah, it was it was unbelievable, and, and there's nothing like winning a Super Bowl in New York, especially um, just with the the whole parade and yeah. stuff was yeah. um, was real. But I heard winning it in Chicago is is, is even um, crazier. Yeah, so that would have been a sight to see. Yeah, Chicago would go crazy if we want to see people here. But uh, anyways, um, the Bears have had some pretty funny and creative celebrations over the last few years. Which one was your favorite? I mean, without a doubt, um, probably the the one in Detroit, the motel. Yeah, that was you know, awesome. Just because, <laughs> just because the stage it was on, and um, and the, and just like it was Thanksgiving and. And just how we won the game, it was. I think that was great. That there was, was a lot of, we've had a lot of great ones. Yeah. Uh, so since being in the league since 2011, I'm pretty sure you had to guard a, or cover a lot of great receivers. Which was the toughest receiver you ever had to cover? Yeah, so I would say, it, I mean, it depends on, on the year because I feel like I'm, like, since 2011, like, I've gotten better every year and so has the receivers. So some years, um, I remember it was Megatron. I used oh. to, yeah. I used to have to Definitely. follow him, and then uh, one year, dude, one year it was like it was uh, it was Miles Austin for me. I was really? very young. And then, yeah, he was good. Yeah, another year, him. another year it was Dez. Another year it was Julio. Um, it's, it's been a lot of guys, but like just as of recently, for sure, Dicks? uh Devonte Devonte Adams oh, okay. from yeah fr- from the from the package. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, in your three seasons in Chicago, you played alongside all pros like Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson, and you also had some great defensive coordinators like Vic Vangio and Chuck Pagano. What's it like working alongside the greatness uh, in that in that Bears defensive room? Yeah, I mean, it just really just elevates your game. Anytime you're around great players, I think that just stirs up uh, the competition. I feel like I've gotten better since I've been with Kyle, and I feel like Kyle has gotten better um, since since I've been there. And I mean, you, you've seen his numbers. I mean, he's. Yeah. I love Kyle. I love Kyle. I love Kyle's story, and 
me and me and him are always gonna be he's always gonna be one of my best friends um from this game um like it's funny because they brought me and cooper there to kind of like me and cooper there kind of to replace kyle and you see you just see a guy who just battled with his back against the wall and and uh and earns earns a scholarship and then becomes a pro bowler. I mean, the scholarship <laughs> earns a big payday. Yeah. And becomes, uh, becomes a pro bowl player and all pro. And then, um, and there was a time where we were all like, uh, I think we were, we all had competition of who's going to have the most picks. And historically I'm not a big pick guy, but I jumped in and, um, it was, it was neck and neck with Kyle huh. and Eddie and Eddie Jackson for a while. But then Eddie Jackson, I think he heard, he heard his ankle and, Kyle end up um, winning that, and and then when you then when we get a guy like Khalil Mack, right? Like I, yeah. I call Khalil, I call Khalil like one of the LeBron James of the NFL. Of the NFL. Yeah. Um, just seeing how he works um, day in day out, and then how he handles his superstardom and 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 his celebrity, and meaning like he's very very transparent and authentic and genuine. Sweet and. Um, he doesn't big he doesn't big time us basically which we appreciate yeah so uh, my next question was about Cleo Mack so on September 1st 2018 the Bears traded for him what was your initial reaction to the trade yeah so uh, coach gave us a couple of days off and so uh, me me and the family flew to California uh, to relax a little bit and I just wake up with my phone blowing, blowing up, up yeah and, and I'm thinking like oh like what what just surfaced the net about me? Like, did was there a picture, <laughs> a video? And then, um, and then, all I hear is turn on the TV. You guys just got Khalil Mack, and I was just like, wow. Because Khalil, I mean, there's only there's only a couple of guys like like him in in, in the league. Like, you have Von Miller, you have Aaron JJ Watt, Aaron Donald, exactly. And um, I mean, there's some other guys. Maybe you could put Fletcher Cox, yeah, and stuff like that in in there. But like. To have a guy like him on our, I mean, you saw what it did. It just changes our defense uh, mm-hmm. drastically. Like everybody had their best years. Akeem, I did. Kyle, Eddie, um, like just everybody just got just got better. And, and I call that I call that the LeBron the LeBron effect. When <laughs> LeBron goes to when he goes to Cleveland, instantly they get better. When he goes to Miami, instantly they get better. When like now he's with the Lakers. Instantly a, a contender, so um, yeah, he's it was that was huge. Absolutely. Right, so definitely. So um, I'm pretty sure you had many great moments with the Bears, including a playoff berth in 2018 and a game-winning pick six against the Seattle Seahawks in Week Two of that year. What was your favorite mem- What was your favorite memory as a, as a member of the Bears? Oh man, let me see. Um, I mean, it would have to be. Um, I never developed. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say hate, but I never. Like dislike the team so much since I've been on a team, and and the team I disliked the most was was the Packers. Yep, for obvious reasons, and yep. um, beating them in 2018 and winning at, at home and clinching the division. The yeah. division, yeah, that was just yeah, that was that was just awesome. Yeah, uh, we had Pat Scales on a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "There's a legitimate hatred for the Packers within within Hallisall. Yeah. That's crazy." 
All right, so you're no longer a member of the Bears, obviously, and, and we recently spoke earlier this offseason. That's how that's how I got to know you. And we talked about the Bears bringing in competition for uh, Mitchell Trubisky, and, and I remember we talked about names like Cam Newton and Marcus Mariota, but the Bears ended up with Nick Foles and announced that they're having yeah. an open competition. So who do you think wins that? Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to try to give you – I'm, I'm gonna try to give you not a trying real to put you on the spot. And no, it's all good. I'm gonna try to give you a real answer and political and a politically correct answer at the same time. Okay. But um Dude, it's just it's so tough because like I mean I think Nick Foles is getting paid what, like fifteen million or something this year and it's it's just gonna be so hard to put that guy on the bench and Absolutely. just let just just let that money just stay there and then also but like if you you can't just put Mitch on the on the bench because then it's like then it looks bad and it's look like you you've given up on you given up on him. So I mean it's it's gonna be interesting. I think I think it it, it could be a, le, a legit competition but I, I still feel like one of those guys is gonna have I think right now it's it's one of those guys' job to lose. Yeah, and meaning 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 they might already have a favorite, and we just I mean we don't know only 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 they know. But one of those guys, I think is like the is like the guy that we don't know about, and yeah, um, and it's and if but if if they just mess around like in training camp, like just start tripping, then um, then I guess the other guy has the upper hand. But it's gonna be interesting because. There's no if there's no training camp, no OTAs, yeah, and stuff like that, and right, and you just go straight to the season. Then it's like Foles knows well, the system, I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, that's thinking. You're right. Like Foles, Foles has been in the system when he was in Kansas City, and then when he was in with the Eagles, where where he became a Super Bowl MVP. But um, I think what's also what's great though is that uh, I'm sure these guys can all link up somehow and do some um, social distancing practices. Yeah. Like they, they can throw the ball or whatever to yeah, each other. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you. I, I hated to, Sorry for putting you on the spot there. <laughs> no, it's, I don't mind it at all. I like how he doesn't name names or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, that's smart. Um, uh, we recently mentioned that the 2018 season was amazing, but it ended kind of sadly. Um, that being said, if we beat the Eagles in that wild card game, how far did you guys think we would go? Dude, everybody was convinced we were, we were going to win the Super Bowl. And I'm telling you, everybody on our team, like if, because I just felt like we were. I mean, if whether we would have played, if like if we would have played the Rams and then the Saints, like we, I feel like we already had had their had their number, and yeah, we matched up well with the Saints. I just felt like we would have went went all the way, and it's crazy because that's how. That's how small, like the like window. the margin for yeah, error. That, yeah, exactly. That's how small the margin of error is, and that's how small the window is to like be great. And then, because you see, the next year is like boom, like freaking Vic and the whole like almost the whole defensive got the whole defensive staff like goes away and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and now it's not. It's kind of like starting over, but not really. But it's like you had a defense that Vic has built and groomed. And stuff like that, and then now, now we have another great defensive coordinator. But now he he has like he has he just has different a different he has the same ingredients, but now it's almost like a different recipe. Like we're, yeah. we're making we're making something we're making something else, and we're forming a new identity. And like if you remember, it was that year when 
when Kent, I think Kent, Kansas City played the Patriots and and the the Kansas City in the playoffs, Kansas City gets a pick, but it was offsides or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Frank on, Clark was on, offsides. On the, exactly on the, on the defense, and it's like, but then the next year, I think, which was this year, I think Kansas City goes and like wins, yeah, wins easily, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just yeah, the, the error is very small. Oh, so uh, you know, obviously, it was not you know the best year last year. It was uh, Khalil only had about eight and a half sacks. Uh, but the Bears have re-signed a lot of key pieces. We re-signed Danny. Uh, we signed uh, Robert Quinn from, you know, the Cowboys. We're getting Roquan back healthy this year. What do you expect out of this defense in uh, the 2020? Dude, I think we finished, I want to say, top seven, top six last year, I think, or top ten. Like, we still finished. Which is crazy to think that's a down year. Yeah. Right? With all the, the injuries and stuff, yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think like, the, the biggest piece that – it's funny that everyone keeps missing is like Akeem Hicks. Yeah. And nobody, and I don't, I don't feel like anybody knows how valuable like that like that guy is um, to to that defense. And um, and I think it showed it showed during it showed during the games and stuff like that. And and not really just his play, but just his energy. Like we we saw a glimpse of it when we played the Packers a second time. Yeah. Even when he wasn't fully healthy, but he he knew we had a chance. To, to make to make a run for the playoffs and he still just like gave us all he had and was just ignited and and so I think him him coming back is healthy is going to be huge but I I think the defense is going to pick up from where where they left off like I have amazing faith in Kevin Tolliver like KT the game he played against um, the Packers was like how we started, the Packers was huge. Like anytime you, you can defend Devontae. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. You know, you know, you know, you have a, you have a great guy um, in him. And then even how he played Omari against the Cowboys, like he, he's, he's going to, he's going to do great. And um, yeah, with Robert Quinn, I came in with him and Robert Quinn is still balling um, this year. And so, yeah. And I think, um, I can't believe I, I I never remember a running back's name. I just know him by his um, his Instagram name. Can't understand me. Oh, David Montgomery. Uh, <laughs> David Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. It's, uh, That's gonna go viral, <laughs> man. <laughs> David Montgomery, and it's like like with with David, like he's. I mean, when I first saw him last year in 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 training camp, I said he looked like. He kind of reminds me of Saquon. Of course, Saquon in, is like more elusive and faster and yeah. powerful. But I'm telling you, like this, like David Montgomery is, is breaks all tackles. Yeah. Yes, he does, and he runs strong. And so, um, so I think that's gonna be interesting. So th- this next one's an interesting one because a couple days ago it, it became relevant when when Ryan Clark from ESPN said that Allen Robinson isn't a wide receiver one, but you got to work for the last couple years along the Bears receiver. Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan Clark is my guy too. Are you kidding? Oh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just wanted to ask you how special Allen Robinson was and, and how you think Anthony Miller progresses in 2020. Oh my God, first of all, man, a-Rob is a top – oh, my. A-Rob, I would say A-Rob is top five. A-Rob's in my top five. 
Wow. A Rob is, gosh, it's 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 crazy how great how great um, A Rob A Rob is, and I mean for what he did, like coming off coming off his ACL, and then what he did a year after his ACL, it's like he's only getting better and and stronger. Like he's and he he gave me problems in 2016 when I was with Jacksonville, so like I know like. A, a, a Rob's top five, and if you ask any any corner, I um like they'll tell you like this guy gives you problems. See? And then Anthony, I mean, we started seeing Anthony coming to, into the scene, um like what that game he had against the Lions and yeah. stuff like that. And so I think um I I think Ant, Anthony Miller, I mean he's he's, he's going to take off. He's going to be one of uh the best the best slot receivers in the um in in the league, league. like yeah. and he he's a guy that plays with so much confidence and any anytime you hear about like a player who has that dog mentality um oh yeah and anthony anthony miller definitely um comes to mind mm-hmm. did a-rock say anything when when ryan said that uh yeah, he, he he did like uh he put like the the confused emoji and then said like dude oh just gosh. chill yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, that was an interesting back and forth on Twitter. Should go uh, check it out after this. But um, what was Club Dub like after a win? And who has the best dance moves on the team? Gosh, dude, I'm. It's. I mean, I guess there's still a chance I could, I could play for the Bears this year. But it's um, like I'm kind of not wanting to because I got cut. Of course, like I have. Yeah. Some like um, hostility towards them, but I but I love them. But it's, I think it's just natural, like ah, oh, you guys fired me, like yeah, uh, or whatever. But it's like well, now that I'm working out, it's like I don't want to listen to any of the music that that I work out to because it reminds me of Club Dub, and I'm not trying to be <laughs> reminded of uh, of the Bears. But it's the, when Maggie Maggie came up with that, like that's one of the best things that's ever been brought to like um a football culture like because and it came from and if you ever get coach Nagy on this podcast i mean he can tell you that it came it came from (laughs) it came from i remember uh we we won a game um a preseason game and we we all just came into the locker room like it was nothing like oh like oh well cool or whatever and he's like well just dance like yeah he, he, he was just like like you guys just won a game. You know how hard it is to win an NFL game. Like you guys need to like like celebrate every win because you never know like if that's gonna be your last win. And and I mean and we kind of felt that in in 2019. But like and so when he told us that, like so we made sure we turned up like every yeah. <laughs> that we uh, that we could and stuff like that. Who who's the best dancer? It looks like it looks like Bellamy's got some good moves. Yeah, it was always that was Bellamy or Tariq. Tariq was great. Some some coaches would get involved uh, also. Sweet. Uh, so you were talking about working out, and, you know, right now we're, we're most of the world is on lockdown uh, due to this coronavirus. So what are you doing to stay in shape um, and, and be prepared for, you know, the next NFL season? Yeah, so um, I'm grateful, like, to be down here in Arizona. The weather's great, and uh, even though, like, they've, our governor has allowed us to encourage us to take walks and to hike and so like some park fields are are open and um and yeah i'm able to get my conditioning and my skills there and then uh, um then my neighbor has a gym and i'm able to go and uh and hit the weights there so it's, it's been a, it's been working pretty well 
Sweet. All right. I've got one more for you. Uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording, but obviously you're a free agent right now. The NFL draft is approaching. That's going to happen virtually. But can you give us any insight into what's next for your playing career? Yeah, um, I still I still think I have a great couple of more years in, in me. And it's great to, uh, to not be rushed and to kind of choose where where I want to go and um I feel like I feel like GMs right now aren't aren't doing a great job of um like right now like for example like if you have a if you have a a great quarterback who's in his prime and a great wide receiver in his prime like you have a great team like you want to put um you want to put like great a great cast of characters to like try to go for it, and I, I don't, I don't feel like teams. I feel like teams are being too are too busy rebuilding right now, and so I mean, I would love to um, just join a team who's trying to go and 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 win it and win it all. I mean, even I know I've already won one, but like when I experienced that, the playoffs and being one in, one of the only teams playing in 2018, like there was no uh, better feeling. So. Um, yeah, so hopefully I can be a part of a team that's doing that. Absolutely. Prince, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, if you if you guys would like to follow Prince on social media, be sure to check him out on Instagram and Twitter, at Prince Mukamara, and also be sure to look for him on an NFL field near you soon. But that'll pretty much do it for us, guys. Uh, if you want more content from us, you can go check out our website at Beardown, and you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Beardown. Prince, thank you very much, man. Thank you. All right, guys, any last words? Uh, we got, what, four days to the draft? I'm excited for the draft that's coming up. That's all we got. To, I mean, and the MJ documentary airs tonight. Oh, yeah, Michael so. Jordan. That should be good. Who do you think the Bears are going? What position do you think the Bears are going for? I think... Tight end, offensive line. Yeah, tight end, offensive line, because they just cut Burton. Oh, that's what they didn't talk about Trey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't have to talk about it. Awesome. Well, that'll pretty much do it for this episode, guys. Uh, stay safe, and as always, bear down. Peace. Peace. Yeah.